Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Friday, no, a Veterans Day edition of the Sports Mix, November 11, 2022, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Not only is it Veterans Day, but it's our, uh, I guess we're just the second annual? Is that what we're going to call it, the second annual? Sure. Class AAA playoff football preview show. We'll be going until 1.30 today, like we did last year for the edition. And at 12.30, we'll be joined by Dave Wilson, play-by-play broadcaster for the Morgantown Mohegans. Mohegans come in to Coburn Field tonight to take on the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Then at 12.45, we'll be joined by Christian Palmer, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Huntington Highlanders as they take on the number 15 team um, come to, uh, I believe they're playing tonight. Is that right, Nick? Yeah. They're playing tonight. They're playing Woodrow Wilson. That'll be a 7.30 game. And at 1 o'clock, we'll be joined by the play-by-play broadcaster for the Cabell Midland Knights as the number 11 Midland Knights travel to take on number 6 Bridgeport tomorrow night at 7.30. And then uh, at 1.15, we'll get into some Shepherd talk as a big, uh, huge thing happened at practice on Wednesday night that uh, kind of slipped through the cracks yesterday with me out. So uh, we'll talk about that on the show, but I'm happy to be back two days off, ready to go for this playoff uh, push, not push, push for us. We're going to be pushing it through the playoffs, hopefully, and for uh, Shepherd football until mid-December. Playoff premiere? Because it's week one? That's true. Is that what you want to yeah. go with? Yeah. There you but go. But also, happy Veterans Day, and thank you to all those who served and continue to serve for our great nation. All right, let's get into it. We'll talk about last night's game. We're Musselman. The number eight team in the class AAA beat the number nine team 28 to 23. That game moved from tonight to last night due to the weather coming tonight with the grass field condition or the, the grass field at Musselman, which we learned last night. Probably uh, next year they won't have to worry about that if everything goes well. Yeah, if everything goes according to plan uh, due to the school bond, Musselman might be getting turf next year. Yeah. Uh, but let's break that down that game some more. So, uh, really, having Kobe Moneypenny back for Musselman was huge last night. Oh, yeah. He was fired up on the sideline, and when he was in, he was fired up even more. And what a game that was last night for Musselman. Congrats to the Appleman for that win, and they proved me wrong. I'll, I'll say it straight up. They made me eat crow. Uh, I said that it was going to be tough, and I, I didn't really fully believe that you could – who had 27-point swing from the regular season when you went there and lost 34-7. to But they won 28-23 last night and were the better team on the field. And I'm happy they proved me wrong. I wanted them to prove me wrong. I would say as Baden Hartman and Ray Adamas go, the Appleman go. I mean, last night through the air, Baden Hartman went 12 of 15, 180 yards, two passing touchdowns, had 18 carries on the ground for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Ray Adamas had 11 carries for 56 yards and six catches for 85 yards, nearly a touchdown, but it was down inside the five. Yeah, and that's just their offensive side. Yeah. They did really well on the defensive side 
as well. But another guy who really stepped up defensively was Shelton getting that pick. Yeah, Logan Shelton stepped up a lot last night. Um, but I'll also say Braden Miller had a great game as well. Yes. Nick, any thoughts from back here in the studio? Yeah, I thought, uh, like you said, Braden Miller made some big plays. I believe he was the one that made that special teams play too, depending on William Park down at the one-yard line, Yeah, uh, which would have set up what had to be a 99-yard drive for Wheeling Park late in the football game. So um, that was a great play. I thought all three phases did well for Musselman. They recovered that squib kick that kind of turned into an onside kick. Um, and I was kind of with Colin. You know, I kind of dialed Musselman all week, but I did think it would be a close game last night, and that was obviously true. Um, but I did think Wheeling Park was going to win based on the fact that they did win the last outing. But also, I think as the week went on, I was kind of more convinced that Musselman had a, had a great chance. And, you know, shout out to head coach Brian Thomas. I think, first of all, just the way he coaches that team gives them an opportunity to win every single time they touch the field because they believe that they can compete with anybody in the state. And uh, just the guy that I think with his fire and his emotion is is, is the kind of coach that you'd want to play for. And uh, great job by him and his staff last night to have those guys ready to bounce back from that 34 to 7 loss and come back and get that win and uh very impressive outing you know Baden Harmon Ray Adamas did their thing offensively um those two just the leaders of this team really putting the offense on their back but overall it was a great win and they did have their other key role players step up in those situations to make plays and then help preserve that win so uh overall I was very impressed with Musselman to get that victory, can they take down Park South if Park South were to beat Hedgesville? I don't know. I think they have a chance. Uh, like we said before, I think Park South's a vulnerable team. So, Musselman's got a lot of time off and a lot of time to prepare uh, for that opponent that they will see next week. If it ends up being Hedgesville, well, they already kind of know what to expect. Um, but again, we just saw a flip in outcomes from the regular yeah, season. Yeah, and I would say Hedgesville, if they were to win... Happen. They were to beat Park South. They're looking for revenge against Musselman this year to shock the kind of all-class all AAA in the EPAC. Well, if they beat Park South, I mean... That's shocking all AAA once again. Well, not only that, but you'd be coming off of a win that big of an upset. Why can't you go on the road and beat Musselman at that point? Like, yeah. Hedgesville's confidence would have to be at an all-time high if they're able to win. I'm trying to remember South. if a 16 is beat a one seed in AAA. I don't believe it's ever happened. When I know we're about to play the interview so i guess i'm technically spoiling it but coach did mention two times the 16 beat a one it was i believe either last year or a few years ago when fairmont senior did it in double a yeah. then 1995 when musselman did it yeah all right let's say it's ever happened let's play the interview with con had after the game with head coach brian thomas All right, we'll send it down now to Colin McLaughlin with head coach Brian Thomas, who is hyped up down there. I know. I, I want to get excited, too, at the same time, but i got to try to contain my excitement and get him settled down so he can answer this question. Coach, what's the emotions right now? Uh, Huge win. Don't settle down, man. You don't settle down with stuff like that. You know, it's, it's just the, the, the emotion is, is, is constant. you got to have that. I mean, to play football with the good and the bad, and we talk to the kids about that, you have to have that emotion. So, you know, it, it, when, when you – when you get big times like this and big moments like this, you know, that, that's, 
that's what you work for, man, to, like for this feeling and this emotion. So that emotion is just, just it's genuine, but, you know, it's not just me. It's the kids, too. You can see that. How much has this meant to you in your program? Oh, I think I think it's huge. You know, I look at, like, um, I set short-term goals and long-term goals for myself and our team. And, you know, just, just seeing, like, three and seven last year was what we had. And, we, and I talked with you guys about that some in the offseason, that that's just that's not our expectation. Our expectation is, hey, we want to be one of the top teams in the state. Um, and, and, you know, just – I don't know, man. It means a lot. It just, it, it's, you know, it, it means a lot just to go from three and seven to now seven and three regular season. Now tack on one more eight and three. That That's huge, man, to go from three wins to eight wins. So just huge, huge. Last time you guys played them there at Wheeling Park, it was a tough loss. This time you get the huge win when it mattered most. What changed? I honestly believe the first game we played against them was the worst game we played all season. And uh, some of that's on us as a coaching staff. Some of it's on the kids. Uh, some of it's on the bus ride. You can't make excuses. I, I just feel like that was the worst game that we played all season. Um, I, had, I had tons of confidence coming into tonight. Um, and, you know, I've coached long enough to know you can kind of read teams and field teams, and I just had such a good vibe. Uh, we had a great practice last night under, under these lights, you know, sitting here. Um, what time is it now? time we got now 10 30 yeah we weren't up that late but you know about seven o'clock last night we had practice on this field uh just kind of a walkthrough and man it was great we were sharp and and i i don't know man i had so much confidence so um i thought i thought we were going to win but me and you talked about that this week like as a program we believe every game we're going to win that's just the that's just the mindset all righty you guys get to move on either take on park south or hedgesville what's the excitement right now getting on to the final eight teams in the state well, I mean, it's cool. I mean, you look at one end of the, uh, of the stick, um, you know, 16s have beat ones before. I mean, Musselman High School didn't want a state championship in 95. Uh, it happened last year with Fairmont Senior. So, um, you know, on the one side of things, it'd be, it'd be awesome. You know, Hedgesville come out, beat Parkersburg South. It'd be a, an EPAC rivalry game uh, back on our field, you know, another rematch, you know. And, and then if Parkersburg South wins, you know, you get a shot at the number one team in the state. So, uh, you know, both sides of things. We'll, you know, we'll sit down and watch a little bit and watch, you know. The cool thing is we were the first game in the state. So we get to sit back, man. We get to relax. Everybody else gonna be stressing tomorrow and Saturday and having to having to come out and get ready for these games. I'm 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 sitting back, relaxing, and watching scores all weekend. I'm gonna let you go do that now. Congrats on the win. Go celebrate with your team, coach. Appreciate uh, you guys letting us here. And I'll now get Baden over here. Baden's ready to go, man. Baden. All right. With that, we will don't have we kind of we're gonna cut close on time here. We've got uh, three guests coming up after this so that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first parsons we back after this break once again hedges or excuse me muscleman the number eight team gets the win over number nine wheeling park 28 23 they'll play the winner of number 16 hedgesville at number one park south that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix back in two minutes Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, Go Bulldogs! Here's to the grown-ups. Your car is now your office. Stage. Nursery. Sorry, insuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent. Not a giant corporate call center or some online robot. You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you for the special hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix, a special class AAA playoff preview edition. Right now we'll talk Martinsburg. They host number 14 uh, Morgantown tonight as the number three team. Uh, Martinsburg coming in at 8-2, and two, Morgantown coming in at 6-4. and four. We'll have the game for you, 7.30 kick, 6.30 pregame show on Talk Radio, or excuse me, yes, on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. That is due to the SSA Street, SSAC TV fee. They act like we are an actual TV station that pumps out TV news and has the funds to do so. And I'm going to air that out on on the show because I don't care. I don't care either. It's a lot of money that we have to send down to them each week for the... uh, playoffs when we've been covering these teams all season long and it's not fair because one they ask for our money two then they give us advertisements to read i'm going for it spencer i ain't stopping you started it we're going they give us advertisements to read but we don't see any of that advertising money they do makes no sense their thing is that it's their product so it's not yeah. All right, whatever. Let's talk about this Martinsburg game. We'll be joined by Dave Wilson here in about seven or so minutes, so we'll kind of talk the Martinsburg side here, obviously, for everybody listening. Colin, start with that. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, sloppy night, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Look outside. It's pouring down rain. It's on a turf field, so at least the field won't be muddy. It's going to still be difficult to get, it seems like, any offense 
moving at all tonight, though. So I, I still like Martinsburg clearly in this one, even if both teams have to run the ball, because Martinsburg going in tonight averaging 173.2 rushing yards per game and only allowing opponents to rush for 47 yards per game. So even though Morgantown's clearly, if you look at their team, a run-first team with yes, three guys clearly. going in and out when it comes at the running back spot, you got a wing back as well, and fullbacks, they're going to try to pound the ball. But when you're going up against Aiden Fleming, Rashad Reed, Eric King, Wes Hancock, E.J. Hendricks, Xerxes Yancey, Xerxes Yancey. Good luck tonight, Morkintown. And you know the funny thing is, I was talking. We were talking yesterday to Musselman about this, and I've thought this all week. Uh, the one of the last plays of the game on Saturday, who stripped the ball out and took it into the end zone for a touchdown? Xerxes. And he manhandled him. He manhandled him. But at the time, there were he was. Because of the guys coming back and everybody kind of being fully healthy, he's kind of a reserve now. He had to play a lot this season for yeah. for uh, Fleming, but Fleming seemed to get healthy towards the end of the year with his his ankle. It seemed like, and, and you know that's your third team guy right now, or second reserve. You know it's a reserve guy that's going to play. You know not as big of a role, but he does play a big role for the team. He comes on and you see him there as a reserve coming in, playing late in the game, getting a strip and taking it all the way to the house for a touchdown. Yeah, I think we see a lot more of him tonight along with Reed and Fleming up front being those main three guys on the defensive line, which is even crazier to think of. You only got three guys on the defensive line that start. Whenever you think of that, instead of the four defensive linemen, you think teams should be able to run the ball against them. No, Martinsburg only needs three guys to make sure opponents can only run for 47 yards per game. Yeah, I think it's obviously going to be a tough challenge for Morgantown tonight uh, going up against Martinsburg. The rain still could play a big factor in the game and could end up making things close. I mean, obviously you you talk about the running of the football and those rush yards numbers, and, and that certainly stands out as a big challenge for the Mohegans. But if things were to get sloppy and maybe – uh, Morgantown's able to force some extra possessions due to some fumbles or whatever the case may be. Uh, they could potentially make things closer here tonight. So the team that makes the least amount of mistakes will uh, end up, I think either way, Martinsburg wins, I guess I should say. But if Morgantown's going to make things interesting, it's got to really limit those mistakes tonight and take care of the football. And if they can do that, then it could turn into a, a better game. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be very tough to pull off this kind of upset in the first round. But I, like I said before, I think out of the teams that Martinsburg could have played in the first round, Morgantown's probably the best one of, of those teams. So in that sense, I think it's a good first-round matchup, but it's still going to be probably a 40-point game tonight. Yeah, and we've said this all year, even after the mar- losses Martinsburg has, they're the best team in the state of West Virginia. They haven't had a loss in the state of West Virginia. And until somebody beats them in the state of West Virginia, they're the best team in the state of West Virginia. And a guy that I'm really hoping we see an explosion from because we've been really waiting for it all season long because we've seen bursts here and there from him is Murphy Clement. I want to see him in that backfield, in that running back spot, 
dominate tonight and clearly show that he is the best player on the field by far. We know he has the capability, but early on in the season, it seemed like that injury from last year still might have been lingering a little bit. It definitely will throughout his entire career because, unfortunately, that's just how the Liz Frank injury works. But I want to see him take control of this game tonight because we all know he can also want to give a shout out just seeing these coming across this morning they were posted 12 hours ago but uh i got home from the game and went to sleep as all of us did martinsburg quarterback ezra bajan and bulldog defensive lineman rashad reed were named offense and defensive players of the year in the epac the all epac teams have been named as well that later potentially if we have some time here uh but we'll shout out to Bajan and reed specifically we'll get into the other honors later on but just seeing that coming across from the journal this morning that was posted 12 hours ago so there's a tidbit for your for the game tonight copy paste it i'll print it (laughs) all right nick any thoughts before we hit the break i mean i already kind of gave my thoughts i don't have much else to add about the game but Besides that, I think Martinsburg is going to win easily, but I also would say that Morgantown is a decent team. Um, they just got a really tough matchup this week, so not going to give them much of a chance tonight. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a supplying store any longer, located at 360 Hackwells and Way in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Morgantown play-by-play broadcaster Dave Wilson. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. In the cranberry glades, ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyway. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL primetime games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you and just broke down the Martinsburg side of things for tonight's ball game. And uh, now we'll welcome to the program the voice of the Morgantown Mohegans, Dave Wilson. How's it going, Dave? Going pretty well, guys. How are you? We're doing good down here as you get your get ready to make your way down to Martinsburg for the game tonight. Obviously, Morgantown uh, earlier in the season was highly ranked within the top five in the state and then uh, had a couple losses, and here they are, the 14th-ranked team in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, and if it's, you're looking at it from Morgantown's perspective, I, I don't think this is a 14th-rated team. Uh, they are a couple of bad kickoff return coverages away from really being 8-2 and two, and um, honestly uh, played two of their worst games against teams in the Panhandle, Northern Panhandle, Wheeling Park, and uh, Lindsley. So if you make a tackle against Musselman and you don't allow a kickoff return for a touchdown and you make a tackle against uh, Parkersburg South and not allow a kickoff return for a touchdown, you're possibly an 8-2 and two team. They lost those two very close games. So 6-4 and four, uh, with their schedule. Uh, you know, this is a better football team. I think it's a better football team than 6-4 and four and 14th. But, you know, that's the way things ended up, and that's where they are. Hi, Dave. This is Nick Verzellini. I would agree with you on that, actually. I think uh, of all the teams Martinsburg could play in this first-round matchup, Morgantown's probably the toughest. Uh, but with the seeding and where they are, they obviously have a big challenge here tonight. Uh, what are some keys, do you think, for Morgantown to make things close and potentially pull off a huge upset? Well, the first thing you have to do is make things close. I, I think the biggest oh, challenge when you're playing Martinsburg, whether any team, is to overcome the mental hurdle of playing Martinsburg, especially if you have to go to Coburn Field and play them, where Morgantown has not played well uh, in the last several years, uh, where really nobody goes to Coburn Field and plays well against Martinsburg. So that's the first thing you have to do is overcome that mental hurdle. The second thing you have to do is keep it close. Um, the way Morgantown's offense is built, it's a wing T offense. They want to run the ball. They want to possess the ball. It's sort of a, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a Bridgeport style, but it's, it's built to control the clock. So if you can control the football a little bit, limit big play opportunities down the field, keep it close, and then you might have a chance in the fourth quarter. But I, honestly, guys, I think the biggest challenge is the mental hurdle. If you can overcome that, and get over the idea that, oh, we're, we're playing Martinsburg, it's Martinsburg, it's Martinsburg, then you're going to give yourself a chance. If that's the first thing that goes through your mind when you get off the bus, you know, it, it, it could be 77 to nothing. Dave, Colin here. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Weather seems like clearly going to play a factor in tonight's game, and I don't know how much uh, weather has been a factor in any of the other games that Morgantown has had this year so if you can just talk about maybe if they've been in a familiar situation as to what we're going to see tonight this year and how they fared in those games no actually weather hasn't been uh, much of a factor in any of the games they have played this year um I don't think it can hurt Morgantown's chances let me put it that way guys uh, again I go back to Sean Beiser is a at heart a wing tee guy they want to run the ball 
Uh, they want to be able to be able to get out on the edge. So if there's weather and that can limit passing opportunities for Martinsburg, because Morgantown, if it throws the ball 12 times, that's, that's a lot of passes for, uh, for uh, Morgantown. So it, it's a ball control offense. It's a, it's a really a, an old school with some new twists on its style of offense. So it, it's built for this type of weather. I don't think it'd be a huge problem um, unless you get into some of the more misdirection, but Morgantown doesn't run a whole lot of that as some wing T offenses do. So I don't think it's a huge factor for them. And in fact, I, I think they will embrace it as uh, an advantage for the uh, Mohegans. And Dave, Morgantown coming into the night, they got that win over University in the Mohawk Bowl. And when we talked to University's head coach, uh, it was a, definitely a tight ball game there and a, a few tight ball games for Morgantown this year. How do you think that helps them in the postseason? Well, they're battle-tested. Um, you, you go look at this schedule, you know, the four-point win over Bridgeport, lost by three to Musselman, lost on an overtime field, go to Parkersburg South. You get the one-point win over University. So they have that intestinal fortitude, if you will, uh, if they are locked in a tight game games all this year. Uh, there was no let-up. There was no cupcake on this schedule aside from South Charleston to open the season. So I, I think that helps you with confidence that if you, again, we'll, we'll go back to what I said before, if you can get over the mental hurdle, if you find yourself in a close game tonight, this team believes it can win because it, it has won those close games and it's been in those close games all year. So I think that helps to build the confidence. It allows you, you know how your team is going to react. Sean Beiser knows how his team is going to react in these types of situations. So that's not an unknown. Uh, Dave, you mentioned obviously Morgantown wanting to run the football. Uh, Martinsburg has one of the best run defenses in the state and a very big and controlling uh, defensive line. How do you think the Mohegans match up with some of those guys up front for the dogs? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out because I don't know that Morgantown has faced a, a defensive front of a defensive unit like Martinsburg's this year. Um, I was trying to think of a comp somewhere on the schedule, and I, I don't know that there is one. Bridgeport uh, always plays physical, but it's not as big. Um, Lindsley last week might be close. Lindsley's a very good football team. Nobody knows about them up in the, their prep school up in the northern panhandle. Um, they had some big guys, but I don't think they have the speed that Martinsburg has. So it'll be, I'll be interested to see if Morgantown can beat the Bulldogs to the point of attack and get those key blocks. Because really, you know, wing offense comes down to a key block. If you can get the infield to the inside, if you can kick your guy out, you just need to give the running back a seam. And with guys, you know, Bobby Powell has great speed. Broderick Washington has great speed. Caleb Nutter's kind of the bruiser back. So, they have a great combination of backs, but can Morgantown's offensive line get to the point of attack or beat Martinsburg to the point of attack? I just I don't know that they've seen guys that have the size and the speed that Martinsburg does. They've seen size. They've seen speed. I don't know that they've seen this combination of it. I don't know that anybody else in the state has this combination of it. Which kind of leads into my question. How healthy is the team as a whole in Morgantown? Because – I got sent the uh, starters from Coach Beiser as well, and a guy that I did not see listed was uh, Aiden Shipley, for example, on that front offensive line. Yeah, Aiden Shipley's had, a, I think, a broken hand. He's had a club on his hand uh, for a couple weeks. Um, there's been a couple guys. Matt Lindsay, one of the linebackers, has been nicked up. I mean, look, you know, we're at 
week 11, these guys, week 12, I guess technically, um, they, all things considered, uh, or compared to years past, pretty good shape, but certainly everybody's dealing with a little bit of something uh, this year, and it seems like every week it's been at least one guy who's got a He's got a busted hand. Um, Drew Bozik had a high ankle sprain a couple weeks ago, the starting safety. Uh, Caleb Nutter's been dealing with, I think, a hip and ankle issue. So they're all a little bit, I, I think at this point, everybody's a little bit dinged up, but there are no major injuries. I mean, other than Shipley's hand, but uh, <laughs> no major injuries that uh, they haven't, that have been a surprise. And, Dave, when you look at this Morgantown team, you know, from an outsider perspective, you see last year they get in, barely get into the playoffs of five and seven, then six and four, have a few games don't go their way. And, and Sean Beiser's really trying to uh, build this program back up to what it once was. Yeah, and, and he's he's got it going in the right direction. The biggest change Morgantown needed to make was in in culture and attitude. I know that sounds cliche when we're talking about new coach coming in but it was it was true and this senior class is you know the first one to go all the way through with Sean Beiser of course Beiser gets hired in 2020 and we all know what a cluster that turned into so you know he's kind of been behind the eight ball last year was sort of really his first season Um, but this year we've seen progress as far as the attitude um, they're uh, mentally they're much much tougher than they were. Uh, there's a much narrower gap between the strongest guy on the team, the, you, your biggest weight room guy, and the bottom guy. That gap has really narrowed. Um, last year you had four or five guys who were studs in the weight room, and then there was a big drop off. Well, that that drop off is gone. So he's rebuilt the foundation of what made this a great program in the early 2000s, and. I'm confident he'll get there. The trouble this year, guys, they just – you look down the schedule, Every almost every team on this schedule is in the playoffs except for South Charleston and and um, John Marshall. And, of course, Lindsley's ineligible for the playoffs. They went 9-1 uh, and one this year. So, it was just a – it was a tough schedule, brutal schedule, hence the 6-4 re- and four record. But, like I said, Beiser has this team pointed in the right direction. The culture is pointed in the right direction. The attitude is much better several years ago so i like where the program is headed and dave not a team that you cover directly but another team in your area uh, in university playing tonight against hurricane um what are your thoughts on that matchup well weather very well could play a big factor in that university's bread and butter is is throwing the ball and which is crazy to think a john kelly team <laughs> their bread and butter is throwing the ball but it is 2022 after all uh they, they will need to throw it 40 to 50 times to beat Hurricane, in my opinion, tonight. So maybe the weather breaks. That gives them a chance. I I don't know if they have the depth to keep up with what Hurricane wants to do. Hurricane wants to snap the ball every, uh, you know, 13 seconds or so. If you remember when – Spencer may remember this – when Marshall was running so many plays, about 104, 105 plays a game with Joaquin Cato, and they were snapping the ball every, you know, 15 seconds back, you know, 10 years ago. That's kind of what Hurricane wants to do in Donnie Mays. So they're going to have to keep up with that. They're going to have to limit the big plays and university is going to have to be able to hit on some big plays. Um, They might be able to hit on a few. I don't know if they'll be able to hit on enough to keep up with a very, very potent Hurricane offense. 
Dave Wilson, our guest, WAJR, voice of the Mohegan, or excuse me, the Morgantown Mohegans, our guest. And thanks for the time, Dave. We'll see you tonight. Absolutely, guys. I'll see you here in a few hours. All right, Dave Wilson, our guest, as we get ready to hit the next break of the day. We'll talk uh, Huntington when we get back with the Huntington play-by-play broadcaster. But Dave Wilson, our guest, thanks to him for taking a few minutes to uh, come talk to us about tonight's game. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be back to talk Huntington with play-by-play broadcaster Christian Palmer. After this two-minute break, you're tuning into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. What came first, the chicken or the egg? No matter what you think, you can have it either way. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast sandwiches are made fresh every morning. Rock's local market. Rise and shine. You'll be late for work. Morning, sleepyhead. Have a good one. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast sandwiches are made fresh every morning. Rocks local market. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marriage Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. We'll now welcome to the program the play-by-play broadcaster for the Huntington Highlanders and another Marshall alum. That makes it four Marshall alums on the show today, Christian Palmer. How's it going today, Christian? Hey, I'm doing great. Driving around, picking up some stuff for radio station right now, but really excited for tonight's game. It should be a good one. 
And Nick, you want to start with a question? Yeah, sure. Well, first I'll say, Christian, you're in a prestigious position there at uh, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 930? Yeah. As, uh, you know, I, of course, was the voice of the Huntington Highlanders and then Andrew Rogers. So uh, you're taking over there. And um, big game for Huntington tonight against Woodrow Wilson, first round. Uh, what have you seen from Woodrow Wilson? What kind of challenge do you think they provide for Huntington? Well, the main challenge that Woodrow Wilson brings to Huntington High is their effective running game, and that is the thing that kept this contest close in the first half in the regular season. Final score ended up being a lopsided Highlander win, but it was actually Beckley scoring first and holding the lead until midway through the second quarter, and a lot of that was because of the ground and pound. I believe they uh, ran the ball basically every play on the first drive besides the last play, which is fourth down, a long pass down the field that fell incomplete. But the Flying Eagles were able to eat up seven minutes and 19 seconds of game clock just on the first drive of the game. It was clear what the team's game plan was to try and dominate time of possession and give Huntington just as little time as possible because Huntington does have a really high-powered offense. And how much has that high-powered offense really helped the Highlanders this year with that 9-1 season? Well, the high-powered offense has been the team's bread and butter all season long. Two just excellent, skilled players that are certainly going to play at the next level. You have Wayne Harris, who was actually in his first season with Huntington he played at South Charleston last year was an excellent receiver down there and has just picked back up things running at Huntington High broke the school record for single season touchdown receptions then you also have Zaza Jackson who is just a sophomore at running back and he has just put up stellar numbers offensively and defensively all season those two are just lightning in a bottle, and each and every time that they touch the ball, they are in danger of going the distance. And Christian, you know, a lot of people in this area are familiar with Huntington as they played in the state championship last year. What's it going to take for Huntington to get back to the state championship this year? Well, luckily, Huntington with home field advantage right now, so that definitely plays a big factor on paper. Tonight's game is one that Huntington should certainly win. And you don't want to look too far off into the future, but in the not-so-distant future, can already kind of predict what next next week's matchup might be. If Spring Valley and Huntington both win, then they will be facing off next week. That is Huntington's only loss of the season, 9-1 Highlanders lost in the season opener at Spring Valley. It was a one-point loss. 29-28 to was the final score. It came down to the very last play. Huntington put up a field goal, no good, but they was roughing the kicker, and the first kick was just short, so another chance with triple zeros on the clock and another field goal missed. So Huntington that close to an undefeated season, But one of Spring Valley's biggest advantages is its home field. So many teams 
in this area have turf, and that is what they are accustomed to, and that certainly helps a team with a lot of speed like Huntington. And I think that hurt them in the first game because it was at Spring Valley, a grass field that Spring Valley knows that they are a team that likes to run the ball and just dominate that way, a a bit of a mutter-like squad. And so that field plays to their advantage. However, next week it'll be in Huntington if the two teams win. So that's going to be one of the biggest things getting past Spring Valley, but I think having home field advantage in that contest is going to be really ideal. And Christian, uh, Huntington being the two seed, if it wants to get to the state championship, will most likely also have to uh, go through Martinsburg, but this would be a home game opposed to last year for them. Uh, what do you think Huntington's strengths are if they were to meet up with the dogs again? And uh, I guess we'll start with quarterback Gavin Locko having another year of experience, uh, had a huge year last year for the Highlanders. I'm sure he's having another great year this year. Oh, oh yeah. It, it certainly all starts with Gavin Locko. He, he really is – the main cog in the offense, of course, quarterback, the most important position, and he makes everything go. I spoke a lot about the skilled players that Huntington has in Zaza and Wayne Harris, but Gavin Locko, just an excellent dual-threat quarterback. He is going to play at the next level, committed to Dayton. A real dual-threat. I don't have the stats in front of me, as I mentioned earlier, driving around picking up some stuff for work right now, but I believe – Locko ran the ball for a total of 24 times last week and also had all of Huntington's three rushing touchdowns. So he is certainly going to be a huge factor in that contest. And if Huntington matches up against Martinsburg, certainly going to need a good game from Locko to get the victory. But I think he's Huntington's biggest advantage as well because he makes the offense so unpredictable. You never know if he's going to drop back and pass, he can do that so effectively, or if he is going to run the ball, three rushing touchdowns last week. So such a threat to do both and just keeps defenses guessing throughout the game. Christian, going to now switch over to Spring Valley since we briefly mentioned uh, their field conditions because clearly with the weather this week, it's – going to wreak havoc tomorrow as they take on Jefferson. But uh, what have you been able to see from Spring Valley so far this year, and who do you like in tomorrow's game? Well, Spring Valley played exceptional week one. And one thing that was a big factor in that week one matchup was Spring Valley replacing a ton of talent from last year. And kind of hard to game plan for that team and see exactly or no, I should say exactly what they're going to come at you with. Almost all of the skill players from last year switched over. And I think that made it tough for head coach Billy Seals and Huntington High to game plan week one. But the new skill players on the team getting the ball a lot, it just stepped right in and played great at the start of the year slowed down a little bit near the end of the year and spring valley and some closer contests than they would like you know a couple of teams they maybe should have had big victories on close games at half but that's another team with 
a very talented senior quarterback. Um, forgetting his first name at the moment, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but Fouch is his last name, and he's just tremendous as well. Reminds me a little bit of Locko. Not as dangerous with his legs as Gavin, I would say, but he's got an excellent arm. So that has certainly helped all of the skill players that are stepping in, that they have that senior quarterback leading them, telling them where they need to go, and setting them up for success. And another team that uh, Huntington has played this year, got a big win over, was George Washington, a 58-13 to win back on uh, September 16th. Uh, George Washington only had one loss following the loss to Huntington. They finished 8-2 and two in the fifth seed. They're going to take on Princeton. Uh, what do you think George Washington needs to do to beat a team like Princeton, a team that uh, stayed with Park South last week? Well, George Washington has a, a lot of impressive skilled players. Abe Fenwick, their starting quarterback, was really impressive to me. Uh, they also have Anthony Valentine. A running back who has had some excellent performances throughout the season. The main thing that keeps George Washington going is that offense. Wide receivers, running back, just excellent players all around for the George Washington Patriots. So I think the offense putting up a performance that it is capable of is, is really important for them in the first round matchup. If the offense plays up to its potential, they're a tough team to beat. All right, Christian. Thanks for the time and have a good call tonight. Hey, really appreciate it. Good to talk to some former WMUL guys. Hopefully Dr. Bailey's somewhere listening. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I he's mean, probably he, critiquing. He's probably critiquing every word we're saying right now. <laughs> Go Mountaineers. I'm sure. I'm sure. Colin comes in with the Go Mountaineers. You're getting muted for the rest of the segment. Thanks, Christian. Have a great day. <laughs> Hey, you guys too. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was Christian Palmer, the voice of the Huntington Highlanders on ESPN 94.1 FM AM 930, taking what was once Nick's spot. Yeah, and a friend of the show, Andrew Rogers. Yeah. A friend of ours as well. But Also, Christian Palmer, not only did he did he call, he call the games, right? I think he called the – did he call them last year? No, no. Andrew did, right? He also is employed – by Kindred Communications. Yeah, what's all of that, Paul Swan? That's what I said. I was told there's no jobs. There. I know that's what I was told, too. But uh, shout out to Christian they for getting a job for, down Maybe there. Christian's just better than us. I, I guess mean, he is just better. To be fair. I think he's got Christian the better Palmer. radio voice. I think that's what it is. Could be. I think Mike Kurtner just wanted a guy with a better radio voice. But that'll do, do it, it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by nobody. Excuse me. I, I thought we had, a, we had a sponsor. We don't have a sponsor for this segment. Uh, excuse me there. But uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sportsman. When we come did back, we we'll talk. Twelve forty-five, right? No, we already did it. Uh, no, you're right. Yeah, we did already do it. Okay. <laughs> How about brought to you by the Heffley Money? I ride with them, so you should too. That'll do it for this segment of the Sportsman. When we get back, we'll talk to Chris Tatum, Cabell Midland play-by-play broadcaster. Also works with Kindred Communications. We'll talk with him about Cabell Midland's game tomorrow night when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sportsman on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Back in two minutes. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg.
Spencer Dupuis. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Hefley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Hefley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Hefley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Hefley Motor Company, so you should too. Life can get in the way these days. We all know that. Work commitments, social commitments, volunteer commitments, family commitments. You put your heart into all of it. You've got enough to worry about already. Your roof shouldn't be one of those things. Everything should just work. But when your roof is in need of an upgrade, you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Modern Renovations, your four-state roofing solution. Reminding you that home is where the heart really is. Are you a local business here in the Eastern Panhandle trying to expand your customer base? Well, you've come to the right place because us here at Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 have many options for you. Our two daily shows garner two different audiences. From 8 to 10 a.m., it's the Eastern Panhandle Talk with Rob Mario. And from 12 to 1, it's the Sports Mix with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. In the evenings, we'll cover Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference sports as well as Shepherd Sports. And on the weekends, we cover local events as well. Call us at 304-263-6586 to learn more about how our advertising packages can make your businesses boom. And tell them Spencer sent you. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, the special class AAA playoff football preview edition of the Sports Mix. Second year we're doing this, and second year we welcome to the program the play-by-play broadcaster for the Cabell Midland Knights, Chris Tatum. How's it going, Chris? Good, fellas. How's everybody doing? We're doing good uh, on this side of the state over there. Uh, they're preparing for rain as well, but uh, Cabell Midland and traveling to Bridgeport, that's a Saturday night game at 7.30, 6-3 versus 8-2, and two, but an 11 at a 6. Uh, how did Cabell Midland drop kind of into that 10, 11, 12 range? Well, it started. I mean, it was first first game out of the, out of the gate. George Washington came out and just kind of punched him in the mouth, and uh, you know, then you get you get a couple wins under your belt uh, over Capital and some some teams that haven't fared so well this season. But then Midland runs the gauntlet in playing Huntington, Spring Valley, Hurricane, all in a three game stretch, and you know, those are always hard fought games. It seems like all three of those teams have become pretty well. I mean, cliche, of course, but. You know, those are those are the games where it's kind of throw the records out the window because they've become such big rivals. Now that that's not meaning that they're they're ill willed towards one another, but it's those games have all have become big across across time. And you know, Hurricane was able to do some things that uh, that uh, Midland hadn't seen and and spread the field out a little bit. And Midland still yet to me has has not been able to find their true identity. Um, you know, they, they've got 11, they replaced 11 starters on both sides of the ball. And, you know, there's some talent on this Midland team, but they don't, they don't spread the field out. They don't throw the ball a lot. And everybody knows that. 
Um, so I think some teams that are able to do that and really mix up their offense is, is what uh, part of what Midland's challenges were this season. In addition to still not finding that leadership role, I think Ryan Wolf's a great leader, but there wasn't anyone out there hasn't been anyone else kind of step forward to take on a leadership role on this team. Chris, when I saw the matchups of the first round and uh, saw that it would be Cabell Midland versus Bridgeport, I thought, well, that game should be over quick because both teams are going to run the ball uh, pretty much 98% of the time. How do you think these two teams match up this year? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. We, we, you had you'd mentioned when we were off in the break that we were talking about the uh, funeral of the of the young fellow who, who passed away that was a member of the football team. And my daughter and I were on the way back from from the funeral. They were good friends, and and uh, we were kind of talking about the trip up. And that's exactly what she said. She said this ball game should be over because Bridgeport and Midland are so are so uh, similar in offensive style. And and I say that she's a cheerleader, but she's also a football fan. So she's been around the program a good bit. She's an athlete as well. She she plays softball and, and has been around sports her whole life uh, because of her dad. But she said the same thing quick football game because they're both going to run i think this is a i think this is a good matchup for midland i i, I think it's uh uh two very similar styles if you look at them on paper and on film um so i don't i don't i think it's going to be a hard fought game uh for for both because it's a ground game for for both now that's not to say ryan wolf can't throw the ball but alex smith has, has been his lone target as far as the consistency of a wide out there's a couple other there's a couple other kids who who kind of stand out there for him that they can get down the field and, and catch a football, but it's more been swing passes out of the flat to the running backs or maybe hitting one of those tight ends uh, a few times here and there. But largely, Midland doesn't throw the ball. Neither does Bridgeport. I think you're going to see a ground and pound football game, and it's a it's a good, I think, an even matchup for six and eleven. I think this is probably the most evenly matched one of the first round. And since it's going to be a ground-and-pound game, it's also going to be a battle in the trenches. So just looking specifically at the offensive and defensive lines on both sides of the ball, who are you giving the edge to? Well, I, you know, I, I think I would give it to Midland in this case. I mean, not to be the not to be the hometown guy, but I think I'd give it to, to Midland in this case because of some of the things that I've seen them be able to do in opening holes for Curtis uh, Jones and and Zachy Roberts, Rayway Williams, they, they do have some weapons. And, again, I think it's all about finding that identity. And I hope that they did that in this last ball game. Uh, there was a lot of questions about Friday night, whether they should even play because of uh, Cage Ryder's uh, pa- passing. Uh, but in all honesty, I, I, and I was even one of those people who questioned that. I was like, man, how can you play this football game? This accident happened right in the end zone of this football field, right there on the interstate these kids are not going to be in their right mindset for a ball game. But you know what? When I got there and I saw how people were being supportive of one another, um, it, it actually was the right thing to do. So what I, what I say that to, to say this, I hope they found their identity. It seemed like they came out, they were playing with some purpose. I know they were playing for cage and everybody wanted to be there for cage, but I think, I think they might've found their identity a little bit uh, on, on Friday night and hopefully they carry that over to Bridgeport. But in the trenches, I think I'd give it, I would give it to Midland based on the history of that program over the past few years and head coaches, Luke Salmon and, and what we all know that, that he's able to get out of his ball players. And the winner of tonight's game or tomorrow night's game between the, between Cabell Midland and Bridgeport will be traveling up here to Martinsburg next week. Uh, what is your prediction for your game and who, who do you think comes up here next week? 
Well, again, if I'm if I'm if I'm giving the battle of trenches to Midland, I, I think Midland edges this one out. I don't th- I'm not I don't think this will be a high scoring ball game. Um, I, I think it, and I think it'll be a close ball game. So if you're asking me for prediction, I would say I'm going to say uh, 21-17. Midland edges it out, um, and that's that's kind of where I kind of where I see it going. Uh, that's my prediction for for tomorrow night. I think we you know Midland heads up there and plays Martinsburg and. You know, I'll just ask you guys, if it happens, go ahead and save me a room. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm assuming it's going to be interesting because are they going to play that game Saturday, you think? It's well, a little far to get ahead, get, but, I mean, like, they if they're get, playing Saturday, they don't want to play Friday. Right. Well, but they get the, the visit. Does the visitors get the choice? Is that how it goes? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine Luke not saying – I can't imagine Luke not saying that – um, they did discuss the Saturday thing, and although uh, they in talking to Bridgeport, as I understand, that was kind of the desire for both of those teams at that point. I, I'm sure the funeral had a little to 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 do with the scheduling of that ball game, uh, but I can't imagine that when when they're talking to Bridgeport that they weren't they weren't saying, well, you know, Marshall's in town on Saturday. Yeah, we we'd love for you guys to come up on Saturday. So a little bit of strategy there in in, in picking the game but I, I think that I think you're exactly right I think we'll, I think we'll look at a Saturday game next week no matter no matter what happens yeah I was just gonna say uh, any thoughts Chris on some of those other matchups around the Huntington area tonight um, Huntington Woodrow Wilson Spring Valley Jefferson tomorrow any thoughts yeah, on I how mean, those I ones think, play out I think Huntington High comes out and does their thing um, and and uh, you know Billy's got that team dialed in right now um, as you guys, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I spent a good uh, 16, 17 years on the on the Huntington High broadcast, maybe 18 actually. But I spent a good 18 years on the Huntington High broadcast. I'm, I was there when Coach Seals came in, and he's he's done a good job building his program, building building his style of play there, and the kids have bought in over the years. And, I, and right now, I think they're as dialed in as I've ever seen that team. So I think they come out and do their thing against Woodrow, uh, and I'd give the edge to, I'd give the edge to Brad Carpenter and his guys at Spring Valley over Jefferson as well. Um, I think that's also going to be kind of a, a pound out, a ground, a pound out, hard fight ball game. Maybe not necessarily as ground and pound as the Midland uh, Bridgeport matchup, but certainly it's going to be a hard fought game. But I would give the edge to, to Brad in that ball game and the, and the Timberwolves. But Huntington, I think they, I think they win going away over over Woodrow. Our guest Chris Tatum, play-by-play broadcaster for Cavill Midland, and I did forget that, but I remember Paul telling me at one time you were on the Huntington <laughs> broadcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the time today, and hopefully we're speaking next week. Of course, fellas. Good to talk to you guys. All right. Thanks for the time. That was, again, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Cavill Midland Knights. Also, the mayor of Barbersville, Chris Tatum. Uh, while we've got some time left, let's. you guys want to talk about the all EPAC teams that were announced last night? Of course. Yeah, if you All right. <laughs> unmute us and give us permission to talk. <laughs> All right, we mentioned Ezra Bajan and Rashad Reed named the offense and defensive players of the year. The first team quarterback, obviously, Bajan. Running backs, Evan Toole of Jefferson and Murphy Clement of Martins, or, yeah, Martinsburg. Wide receivers, uh, Spencer Powell and Isaiah Fritz of Jefferson. Jameer Hunter of Martinsburg. Ray Adamas of Musselman. Tackles, Dennis Pike of Musselman. EJ Hendricks of Martinsburg. Reed, obviously. Uh, Xavier Paul of Musselman, center Peyton Kaufman of Martinsburg, utility players Baden Hartman of Musselman and Jackson Ruest of Hedgesville. Uh, I think that's a cool nod to give them first team nod, even though they missed out on being quarterback because of Ezra Bajan. But 
They both do both. They'll both run the ball and pass the ball. Yeah, I completely And agree. in Jackson West's case, catch the ball. Mm-hmm. That's why it's utility. It's a perfect uh, spot for them to be mentioned for first team because they should be first team. Yeah, and uh, first team defense, Rashad Reed, obviously, as he was defensive player of the year. Caleb Conley of Musselman. Aiden Fleming and Troy Wolston, linebackers Jamie Harden and Jimmy Harden and Cam Shallis of Martinsburg, Nolan Malib of Jefferson, Kobe Moneypenny of Musselman, Xavier Kirk is a defense back along with Keyshawn Robinson, and then Jameer Hunter, Hunter the returner of the year, Declan Hall the punter of the year, and Brent Terwilliger the first team kicker of the year. The second team offense includes Dylan Herrick of Jefferson at quarterback, Zion Grantham of Martinsburg, Rodrigo Delgado of Washington, wide receivers Tanner Matthew and Demonte Martin of Hedgesville, Buzz Dover of Martinsburg, Logan Shelton of Musselman, tackles Eli Faircloth of Musselman, uh, Jared Wilberger of Jefferson, Levi Faircloth of Hedgesville as a guard, Jonathan Brewster of Washington, center Connor Quinn. Of Edgesville, utility players Max Anderson of Spring Mills and Avion Blackwood of Martinsburg. The second team defense is made up of tackles Eli Faircloth, Hedgesville, uh, Isaiah DeLauder of Jefferson, Quentin Goins of Jefferson, the defensive end, along with Xerxes Yancey. Linebacker Sam Stotler of Spring Mills, Jake Young and Ruest of Hedgesville. Uh, Nicere Jacobs of Jefferson is also in there. The defensive backs buzzed over Murphy Clement of Martinsburg, Alex Skaggs of Musselman, return man Shelton of Musselman. Punter Isaiah Osafamensa of Washington and kicker Jason Gordon of Musselman. Congrats to them for the All EPAC team honors. As uh, some great great players mentioned on there, great players that were mentioned on second team too. Completely agree. Congratulations to them and best of luck to the uh, teams that still have to play from the Eastern Panhandle and Hedgesville, Jefferson, and of course Martinsburg tonight. Yes, and. Um, Musman obviously moving on after getting the win last night. Want to once again thank Matt Miller for uh, hopping on the broadcast. Uh, he was a little under the weather on Tuesday when I texted him, and you know this all came together so fast because of the game being moved uh, from tonight to last night and uh, Dylan being out on vacation this week. So unfortunately, that's how it yeah, had to happen. To say, you texted him Tuesday because we found out that we were yeah, doing the we game found on out Tuesday. On Tuesday uh, but fortunately, Matt was available and. Uh, We've got another trick up our sleeves tonight, right, Colin? Yeah, another guy that uh, shares the same name. Yeah. Matt. Matt. And it's Matt Crawford. Matt Crawford. Coming Crumbs. back tonight. Crumbs is back on the headset for tonight's game. So if you miss Matt Crawford, uh, tune in. Yes, and uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. When we come back, you know what we'll do? We'll preview Shepard's matchup, talk a little news that came out on Friday night. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Join the Berkeley County Republican Club for the annual Eisenhower and Veterans Day dinner at the Holiday Inn on Friday, November 11 at 5 p.m. For just $50, you get dinner and six free Chinese auction tickets. There'll be items from Richard Petty, Dale Jason and Ned Jarrett, Ted Nugent, the Dukes of Hazzard's Ben Jones, and many others as well. There'll be valuable door prizes, too, and only 200 tickets will be sold. So get yours today by calling Lisa White at 240-464-1608 or go to berkeleycountygop.com. 
Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 is the number one source for local news and sports in the Eastern Panhandle. It's tonight the night that we finally see this jump from Spring Mills to be the top team in this section. Talking with Steve Catlett, by the way, he just announced that he's going to run for the county council. Johnson now in transition with a one-handed slam dunk. Let us showcase your business to our thousands of daily listeners and viewers. Call us at 304-263-6586. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. It's playoff time in the Mountain State as the quest for the 10th state championship continues for Martinsburg. Morgantown steps forward as the first challenger to the Bulldogs' state title defense. Diallo gets the snap, rolls out to his right. Martinsburg sends the pressure. He hits as he throws to the far sideline, in and out, and caught by Jameer Hunter for the interception. Tune in Friday night at 6.30 as your Martinsburg Bulldogs play host to the Morgantown Mohegans. And it's all right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday, November 11th, 2022. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And I did misspoke. I said Friday night's news. I meant Wednesday night's news uh, that uh, we didn't really get an email from Chip Ransom about it, Nick, did we? We didn't get it. It didn't go out as an email. It just went out on their website. Uh, Tyson Bajant named to the Senior Bowl gets the invitation Wednesday night at practice as Jim Nagy, the executive director of the senior bowl came out to practice and hand delivered him the invitation and he also got another nil deal it's pretty cool yeah it's well deserving after breaking the uh records that he broke against east strasburg uh, last week the one being that ncaa division two all-time uh passing touchdowns and the second was all-time touchdowns for NCAA Division II, correct? Yes, both? yes. And here's him talking about, this is per Shepherd University, they post on their YouTube. It's Tyson talking about receiving the invitation. It's Coach McCook and it's Athletic Director Chauncey Wimbush talking about Tyson being able to get this invite. Uh, I'm super excited, uh, blessed, thankful, uh, happy my, my pops could be here, happy uh, that they invited me in front of my teammates and coaches, uh, and I'm excited to you know get my foot in the door and show everybody what I'm capable of. Hey, what an unbelievable honor for Tyson. Uh, there's no more deserving of a player than him. The work that he puts into it, we're really super excited for him. I uh, can't wait to see what the future holds for him, but we're going to embrace every moment we have with him moving forward here as we finish out the season. This is pretty amazing, you know, obviously for, you know, Tyson and his family and his teammates, but, you know, for Ram Nation and everybody that supports Shepherd football and Shepherd University, it's pretty amazing for, you know, everybody associated, to be honest. Again, that was Tyson himself. That was head coach Ernie McCook and Chauncey Wimbush, assistant athletic, or assistant, or he's the athletic director, assistant print, or 
what is his official title? Vice President for Athletics, excuse me, that's what it is. It's different than a lot of other uh, athletic director titles, just the way Division Two has it set up, but a huge honor, and we kind of knew that it was coming at some point, and, and I thought on a Wednesday when uh, Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl put out a tweet, he said, yeah, I got two invites for two small schools coming out today. I, said, I, I, put, I sent it to you guys, and I said, could this be Tyson? Yeah, it was. And, and it was, and also yeah. the other guy from Frostburg State, I believe, an offensive lineman. Yeah, congratulations to uh, the both of them, and kind of wish we would have known what is, <clears throat> excuse me, stuck around to uh, Shepherd's practice Wednesday. That is what it is. Yeah, but, but um, in terms of this invite for Tyson and what it means, I think first of all it solidifies him as a legitimate NFL draft candidate. Yes, uh, it does. Whenever you get a invite to the Senior Bowl, it's definitely you know the premier college football All Star game. So. Uh, next is to get the invite to the combine. If he can lock both of those up and perform well, Tyson Bajan's a guy that could slowly, uh, really rise up these draft boards. You know, if you go to the Super Bowl, yeah, but even more when you're yeah. performing in those situations, because uh, if he does well at the combine, if he's able to get that invite, and then go to the senior bowl you're getting in front of nfl head coaches typically i think it's the two worst teams in the league are uh the coaches of the senior bowl but um those would be great opportunities for tyson to go out there and and have a whole week of practice against division one type talent and prove that he belongs among some of the best players in this year's draft class so uh great opportunity for him congratulations to tyson bajant and uh, looking forward to this game this week. It's a huge matchup, another opportunity to show what he has along with what Shepard has this week against IUP. Yeah, yeah. we've been waiting for this moment for ever since uh, Shepard joined the PSAC, so I guess maybe not as long. It's been a few years still for the PSAC championship. First time it's going to be a tough one, though. I mean, IUP is a really good team. I still clearly give the edge. Yeah. To Shepard because I wanna, of what they have offensively. I want to play this part from the video, and it's Tyson with his teammates after getting the honor and getting the NIL deal. Dude, all, 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 these, all these things are sweet, right? All these things are cool, man. Don't let this distract us from the goal that we have at hand. Man, there's no limit to what God can do in your life and in our life and as we continue this season and this typical season, man. I love you guys. Hey, we're undefeated just like they said. Keep this thing rolling. Win it, so even Tyson, immediately after getting named to the Senior Bowl, which honestly could be one of the biggest accomplishments of his life, and he immediately turns the thought back to the team about how it's the team's goal and his goal to win the conference championship, and I think that just goes to show the kind of player and person Tyson Bajan is. Yeah, and it's not only that time he's done that. Each time we talk to him on Monday Night Mayhem, he's, he has the same humbleness in his personality week in and week out that yeah i've reached all these accomplishments in my career but it's not just me this is shepherd this is the program that i want to focus on to be the best i can be for them and it's clearly been a great season again this year for this team and his leadership has definitely helped well, I think that's how he has to be. He's the quarterback of the football team, so if he didn't take that mindset, uh, he wouldn't have all these accolades that he's had. Um, so 
uh, for him to have that leadership, I think that helps. You know, Jim Nagy actually mentions in the video there when they're inviting him, him deciding to stay at Shepard was something that kind of stood out to them because, uh, you know, he decided that he wanted to be there to be a part of the the culture that they've built at Shepard and be a part of something big there, opposed to maybe jumping up to a D1 school when he had that opportunity to do that. But he wouldn't get to play with the guys that he's really grown a great bond with. So I think that that leadership and him keeping the focus shouldn't really surprise anybody because that's, one, the job of a quarterback, but also what we've seen from Tyson Bajant really throughout his career. But, uh, you know, this week, if we want to talk a little bit more about the game, um, because it is a big challenge for Shepard. I don't think this will be a cupcake at all. This should be a close football game like we've seen uh, in some of their earlier matchups with Kutztown and uh, California, Pennsylvania. Uh, IUP, you know, they have one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, in Brown, I believe is his last name, 16 touchdowns uh, for him this season. That's elite right there. That's going to be yeah. very tough. Uh, matchup for Shepard defensively. DeJore Stort, the running back, is solid. You know, over 800 yards rushing this year. Um, very good runner of the football. Quarterback is very solid as well. Defense plays hard. So this is a good challenge. I think it should be a really close football game. Should be a fun PSAC championship. Tough atmosphere going on the road uh, to one of the most successful programs in the history of Division II college football. So. Can we just should be fun? Can we just talk about how I, I wanted to mention this all week, but again, I was off two days, so I wasn't on the show two days when we were talking about this. I don't understand the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. The best team in your conference should host the championship game. Come on, PSAC. Not not change it every year. The best team what do you should do? host yeah, what do you do the championship. Tied, what do you do if they're tied? Coin flip it. No. We've already had this discussion. That is stupid I ain't getting fired up over it it's just stupid I don't really care what were you gonna say to the microphone that was gonna get you fired no fired up I, I, oh. I didn't say fired I, oh. I know not to do that <laughs> well, I was gonna say you do Colin. yeah who knows anything can have been close to there before no he hasn't <laughs> I know it's just uh, but I'd say this that um, different say than this? my a little bit different than my usual saying there um, but uh, you know I think Shepard either way while home or away, it doesn't matter. I think they'll have a great crowd there on the road. It's not too far of a trip for the Rams, so I get the division flipping thing to an extent. But uh, we want to hear what head coach Ernie McCook had to say. I mean, it's yeah, very do it. coach talk this week from the head man. But let's do it. Ready? Go. Play against a really good football team. The winning is uh, program in Division Two uh, football. IUP. It's well coached. They got great players in all three phases. You know, you go talk about their running back, their receivers, their O-line, their quarterback, their D-line, their linebacker. All of them are really good players. They play extremely hard. They're well coached. We're going to have to play at a high level. We're going to have to execute a high level to be able to be successful against a team like Indiana. So that was uh, head coach Ernie McCook. And then also Kyle Smith, the other player that we talked to besides Tyson Major this week. Um, Kyle talked a lot about you know, him being a senior. This was his goal, as long with, as well as with the other players on this team, to reach this championship game. That's really exciting. Honestly, that was um, that was what I wanted to do this year. I was telling the guys, um, you know, Coach Klein does a little thing where every camp the seniors come up and they give a little speech. You know, things they learn, you know, mistakes they've you know corrected, things like that. 
Um, and one of the things I said to finish out my, my little spiel was, you know, it's like, I want to win a PSAC championship, so don't mess it up. So, so, I, so that's really, that's my main motivation here is, you know, just to come back, you know, we're the only um, non-Pennsylvania school in the conference, you know, and that's something, you know, that'd be really cool to, you know, take away from the other teams, be like, be the first non-Pennsylvania team to win a PSAC conference championship, you know. So it'll be, uh, it's really, really exciting to, you know, play in that, play in that game and that environment and up against a great team, and I'm, I'm excited to play some, against some good competition. And that's an interesting point that Kyle Smith makes. You know, the state of Pennsylvania, known as a football power, but the guys from West Virginia might end up winning it all. I mean, the Shepherd football team is mainly made up of Maryland, Virginia, and then uh, a good bit of West Virginia players, but it's, it's kind of an interesting look at things that they could come away with the PSAC championship. But uh, if we want to hear what Tyson had to say, let's we do can. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was about, well, I thought we talked a lot about Tyson today. <laughs> we can talk some more about him. Uh, here he is talking about the record. Yeah, I think more than anything, it was really cool to be able to do that, um, to, for it to be the situation that it was. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, the odds are probably pretty crazy um, with how everything happened in front of, you know, Coach Terwilliger and him having had the record for so long. Uh, but I think more so it's just a, a testament to Shepherd football and what we've been able to accomplish since I've been here. Um, testament to all the guys on offense that have helped me, uh, as well as my family who's guided me along the way. So it's more so for everybody else and then just kind of cool that I get to be at the center of it. All right, that will do it for this edition. That'll do it. My own. There we go. I had the thing up. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, tomorrow, WVU will be on the air. 12 p.m. kickoff versus Oklahoma. 9 a.m. pregame show. Then the Caps on tomorrow night. Uh, then on Sunday, we'll have the Steelers in action as they play the Saints 1 p.m. pregame at 11 a.m. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We will talk to you tonight for the game and tomorrow for the Shepherd game. That's a 2.30 pregame, 3 p.m. kickoff on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube. But Martinsburg tonight will be on the radio and on WRNR. TV on YouTube. That'll do it for this edition. Thanks to Dave Wilson, uh, Christian Palmer, and Chris Tatum for coming on. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg Bulldogs play here only on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg.